We're back. <laughs> Episode 16, big one. It's debate. I don't know if it's going to be a debate, but it's definitely one of the hottest. Nah, it's questions. a debate. Okay. AM versus PM strength training. I'm team PM. I am team AM all the way. Do you know I was um, captain of my high school debate team? Really? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, made a, you, made a good, you made a good <laughs> argument for that. <laughs> so we're going to look at that as our topic today. AM versus PM strength training, the uh, age-old debate. Which one's better? They both strength training or all I, kinds of training? I think, I think strength training. Oh, okay. <clears throat> We can look at other forms of training as well. We'll touch on some latest sports topics, take some listener questions. We'll see who won last week's sports picks and we'll make some more picks for this this week's upcoming games. And, of course, the Miyamoto Musashi quote to wrap it all up. Of course. So you've got Diren here, the crazy mad scientist, and we're joined by Hal, the intern. Morning. Morning, Hal. And Ross, of course, who's, um, you know, the Musashi <laughs> mastermind. <laughs> So, AM versus PM training. Let's jump into it. You are a big proponent of PM training. I am. Um, I would say 99% of my training sessions in my life have been in the PM. And I would agree with you up until the point that I had kids and I switched to AM training and never looked back. You, well, you train in, in the AM, you lift weights in the AM, but you actually do jujitsu in the evenings. I do. And by the evenings, I'm just going to kick off. I'm exhausted. After yeah. a day of work, probably not as focused as, as what I am first thing in the morning. But there's, look, there's heaps of pros and cons for each. Um, I think like the biggest thing with AM training, it's really hard to get accustomed to. It takes yeah. a while. Hmm. I remember when I first started switch or first switched to AM training, I'm training very fairly early in the morning, like 5 a.m. Um, the first thing I noticed was a initial big decrease in strength mm. and also the ability to get through a sort of 45 minute to hour long session without sort of getting the shakes or anything like that so there's a few things that you need to do if you are going to train in the morning mm. um but that was the first thing i noticed it took a while to adjust to training at that time of the morning. have you ever trained in the morning early morning um yeah a few times um you know especially if i'm like out on the road or whatever um staying somewhere else not that i would do that recently but <laughs> um once upon a time, I used to train in the morning all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ever since I've... I've seen video footage of you training at like midnight or middle of the night. Yeah, we used to train very late back in um, in NZ. I don't know. It's just nice and, and cold mm. <laughs> and to be stuck in the gym. Nothing else to do. But, um, yeah, I do, I do yoga in the mornings. So, you know, it's not like I ignore the mornings. I do yoga most mornings and lift weights in the evenings. That's basically my training. I guess it depends what your goal is as well. Like you being a power lifter, you are stronger at night or afternoon to night. Yep. Definitely. I think the body's had a chance to to warm up throughout the day. Um, You've got a few meals under your belt. Um, You're you're probably a bit more awake than you are first thing in the morning. Yeah, so I think... I'm the worst debater ever. Yeah, well, no, it's a good point. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks thanks for building my point. But, (laughs) um, you know, it comes... It comes to a few things, not just, you know, um, personal preference, but like you said, I'm training for strength. It comes back to what are you training for, mm. which is very, very important. And it's not to say you can't make good strength gains in the morning as well. I think once you become accustomed to training in the morning um, and your body is adapted, there's a few things, like I said, that you need to do prior to AM or early AM training. You really need to focus on a good warm up, I think. Um, spend a lot more time on, on, on warming the body up. 
Um, and I think the intake of some sort of caffeine, amino acids, um, some salts, um, at least sort of half an hour before you kick off your, your training is, is super important as well. But um, from a hormone perspective, mm. your testosterone is actually higher in the morning. It is. So but it aligns. So is your cortisol levels, you know? I know. So one of, the, one of the key things people look at is your ratio of testosterone to cortisol. And that's actually better in the evenings. So, you know, um, everybody understands that testosterone is very important for building muscle and recovery and muscle, you know, growth and repair overall. But what is it really these acute levels of testosterone throughout the day that are making the difference? Or, you know, your general levels of testosterone? It could, yeah, it could be. Look, um, your, your testosterone levels do drop off throughout the day. But like you said, the cortisol levels are, are lower um, in the afternoon because of probably the fact that you've had some meals and, uh, and you haven't just gone eight hours without any nutrition. And, and yeah, your, your cortisol levels, you know, uh, has a lot to do with your sleep and wake cycle as well. So, you know, your circadian rhythm, which we talked about quite a bit on the sleep episode. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, from what I've been reading, the optimal hormonal environment is the evening. Although, you know, you do get these acute spikes of testosterone in the morning. Mate, uh, I, I get a big ramp of testosterone in the morning. I just like to take advantage of it and get in there and lift some iron. Yeah, <laughs> Hal, Hal gets testosterone in the morning as well. <laughs> Do you get a big boost of testosterone in the morning, Hal? It's a low blow, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you will, mate. Once you go through puberty, One you day. will get those uh, boosts of testosterone. <laughs> One for day, sure. Hal. <laughs> well, first get some facial hair. Yeah. So the, um, the hormones probably aren't a huge factor, you don't think? Um, no. So... Let me lay out what I think is the most important things when it comes to, you know, when to train. Mm -hmm. um, the first, the most important thing is adherence, right? You know, consistently going to the gym, no matter what time, or not just to the gym, training is going to be more important. So, you know, sticking to it and then here, adherence doesn't mean, you know, um, you know, it's just sticking to a program, but how it fits into your lifestyle. Because, you know, like you said, since you had kids, you started uh, training in the morning. So if you now that you're not unable to fit in this evening training, um, you know adherence, the most important part, is has caused you to shift your training to the morning. Um, you know if you are, you know, unmarried bachelor like me, <laughs> got all the time in the world. Exactly. So training in the evenings, you know, making it a priority is um, is important. So uh, it fits into my lifestyle very well. What about the fact that? If you're a, like a laborer or something, you've had a hard day on the tools, you've just you've exerted all your energy at work throughout the day and then you've got to go in and try and muster up the strength and the energy for a hard weights workout. Yeah. Like that's obviously going to be tough. And I know a lot of tradies out there that do train after a day's work and they just, they struggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the tradies that I've spoken to, you know, after a day on the tools, um, you know, one of my friends was saying, you know, when he wasn't on the tools for a few um, weeks and his training was actually the same time in the evening, he saw the biggest gains. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, um, the other part above adherence is when you can perform the best. So, so maybe if you do have like a physically demanding job and you know you're going to be taxed by the end of the day, an AM session might be better. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a desk job or just basically do nothing like howl all day, <laughs> hey. sleep and eat, um, <laughs> doesn't really matter. You can I train wish. at the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and the other thing, like I've found, like even with office jobs, meetings come up late afternoon, your boss asks you to work back. And then there's this this mid to late afternoon sort of feeling of tiredness and a bit of a crash that you naturally get. We spoke about um, on one of our previous podcasts. 
So things do pop up yeah. um, that can prevent you from getting into training at night. And if, if, if adherence is, is a big thing, my argument is get it done first thing in the morning, no excuses, nothing pops up throughout the day. Yeah, but then, you know, the other, I guess the last two episodes, we talked about sleep and motivation. And, you know, some people don't have this morning motivation or this, you know, ability to crawl out of a bed into a gym um, like some people, some others do. So I think most people would want to get their training over and done with earlier, but that is the biggest thing. It's tough. Yeah. It's such a mind battle. And I lay, I know I've, we've spoken about this off the podcast. It's, I lay in bed every morning, no matter how many years I've been training AM, every morning my brain says just stay, stay on that pillow. It's yeah. so comfortable. <laughs> Why do you want to go lift weights at five in the morning? Cold weights or warm pillow. You and know? then I just have to like say to myself get out of bed you bitch yeah <laughs> i have to like talk to myself like yeah. actually get like stop stop saying this to myself get out of bed but it is tough mm. see it that's tough. why for me it takes a whole date for me to go <laughs> <laughs> not to be a little bitch and go lift some weights but um you know adherence is one thing performance and performance is subjective what does performance mean you know can you get through your whole workout um in the evenings you might be rushed you know a lot of people do have plans and things and you know everybody lives a life in the evenings, um, whereas in the mornings, you kind of have this set routine, probably um, less of a rush. But then, you know, the other side of performance is not just getting through your workouts, but actually physically performing better in the gym or in the training session. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, like you said, mornings do require a bit more warming up. Um, your core body temperature is lower. So, you know, can you really perform to the same extent in the morning? Some people can, some people can't. I think from a like uh, a body perspective, yeah, definitely afternoon. You're, you're feeling a little bit more warmed up. The joints are sort of a little bit freer. Um, but mentally, yeah, I think if you get fairly mentally fatigued by the end of the day, and it is hard to stay focused throughout a whole workout. And whenever whenever I go into a gym, I don't train in gyms a lot these days. But whenever I go into a gym, morning versus afternoon, I see a lot of this in the afternoon. Hmm. A lot of distraction with other guys in the gym, a lot of chatter, a lot of long rest between sets. I know for powerlifters, that's not such a huge thing. Whereas in the morning, a lot more people seem a lot more mentally focused. They've got a goal to get in, get out mm. because they've got to get to work or there's something. So their, their workouts are more intense, quicker, and it just they seem a bit more mentally focused. There's less of, less of this. Yeah. So I guess that's, um, you know, one... I think I'm winning the debate so well, far. How? Well, what do you reckon? Potentially, but you know, <laughs> no, it, it, it's physically and mentally when you feel like you can perform the best. So you know, this is subjectively different for everybody. It is. It is. It's de definitely different for everybody, and yeah. that's why I recommend like, like some caffeine before you train in the morning as well. Yeah. Because you, usually you are drowsy when you wake up, yeah. and it does take a little while to get going. Can Can you make a fist in the morning? I, love I, can, I can make if I sleep with a fist, oh, mate. Right. I'm ready to <laughs> ready to fight whenever. <laughs> well, uh, I think I was I was getting to this point in the last in the sleep episode, but um, I kind of got distracted. I don't know where we ended up, but you know, in the mornings you can't really make a fist because you don't have this complete nervous system activation. You know, your muscle fiber recruitment isn't as sharp in as in the morning as it is in the evening, which is you know one of the theories why strength training where you do need a higher you know muscle fiber recruitment, you know, from your nervous system is. Um, why evening training is viewed as better for strength training one of the reasons um but you know like you said performance mentally and physically when you feel subjectively when you feel you can get through your workout or your training then you know that that works for works best for different people next above that is 
which I think is, um, you know, still quite important, is having the same time for every workout. You know, so, um, whether you want to train in the morning or train in the evening, it's best to do one or the other. It's not, um, you know, adapting and going morning, evening, morning, evening, which I don't really know anybody who trains like that. Um, you must I, I do on the weekends. You do? Yeah, I, I have my leg workouts I save for the weekends. Yeah. So that I can be warmed up, the lower back's feeling warmed up, the legs have got a bit of sort of blood in them, the knees have warmed up. But I'm old, so that's different for me. But I actually enjoy, I enjoy mixing it up a bit. Hmm. Isn't that... So do I. Isn't that like to keep the body guessing? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like routine is important. And I, I guess for sports specific people that are training, you want to sort of replicate the same time that your competition is for your training as well. I guess that's probably where you were exactly. leading for this. So, so that's where I was, uh, I was heading to with this. And, you know, one of the principles of, you know, training and adaptations is this said principle, specific adaptations to impose demands. And that applies to timing as well. So, you know, you'll, you're going to specifically adapt. And in terms of adapt, you know, we're talking about adapting your whole circadian rhythm to your training. Um, you're going to adapt better if your training is at the same time every day. It's called some, something called temporal specificity. You know, the specificity in terms of the time of your training is going to affect your hormonal environment, your recovery, and everything like that based on, you know, the consistency of your body knows what's coming, what to expect, and, you know... Y- you can change other variables within your workout to keep your body guessing, as you say. You can. There's yeah. so many other things that you can do. Your, yeah. your body does love routine, though. Yeah, and, and we know how important sleep is. So, mm. you know, by training at the same time, you're also uh, influencing your sleep-wake cycle, you know, because, like we mentioned, it's a two-way street, you know. The better you exercise, the better you sleep because, you know, your, um, your circadian rhythm is adapting to this, not just your muscles. Basketball, how do you play at nights? Yeah. Do you do all your training at nights? At a roughly the same time? I do morning and night. Okay. Typically. So. What do you enjoy more? I don't know. Probably probably mornings, mm-hmm. to be honest. But it's not super early, like 8 o'clock before yeah. uni. Yep. Yeah. It's not super early in the morning. No. Like if I was going to that, recommend that's halfway a time. through Ross's day, 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty much>. <laughs> 8 <laughs> o'clock, I'm eating lunch by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like if I had a choice, if I didn't have to go to work, I, I would probably train around like 10 a.m. That would be my sweet Agreed. spot. Or even midday. Yeah. Uh, midday is time for eating, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if I... <laughs> too know, hot. If I summer, had all the time in the world, I'd probably train at around, you know, 3 or 4 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good time before you're starting to get drowsy and mm. starting to sort of switch off for the day. Yeah. But not... Ev- I mean, rarely anyone's got... Can train at 10 a.m. or yeah, 3 exactly. p.m. So yeah. it's usually like before work or after work. That's why we need a gym in the office. Exactly. Everybody asks us that. Hey, you work at Musashi, you must have a gym in the office. Yeah. Well, no, just the push ups <laughs> <laughs> in the hallway. AM <laughs> <laughs> training, big one for me. I've got access to all the equipment I want any weights, any machine. I'm a big fan of sort of. Giant sets, triceps, and things like that, and things like that. <laughs> Damn it! Sing and um, I know I'm the new and things like that guy. <laughs> You've got access to all the equipment at night time. Depending on where you train, it can be a shit fight mm. in the gym. There's mm. equipment left everywhere. There's like stinky dudes in their tea backs, like wrestling for plates and equipment. And you maybe you can only use a single piece of equipment, or you come in with a set routine that you that you want to do all those exercises and you have to change it up halfway through. Mm. Nothing more frustrating. And then you've got the 
people sitting there on their phones and true um yeah well uh, i guess i don't really have an answer for that but you know well you only use one piece of equipment exactly. a squat rack and it's that's it it's easy to you know find a equipment if you only use a barbell he's, <laughs> he's the guy that sits in the in the squat rack for five hours for, in a yeah. gym session nah, half an hour <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> um but yeah you do make a good point you know access to equipment obviously you can influence this and you know i think that comes back to best for performance when you perform well you know this is um on this pyramid of training timing that we're building over here um performing well is you know one of the most important things so performing well does mean access to all the equipment that you do need what other points you got for pm training i'm sure you've come well armed i i have so now we're to the tip of the pyramid you know once you can adhere to it you know if it's your lifestyle when it performs best, you know, subject subjectively, when you feel train, you can perform, you know, your training session well. Same time, consistently. Above that is AM versus PM. You know, if you if you cover those three things, then you know what is better, AM or PM. Well, one of the most important things that I like to um, look at is core body temperature, which we talked about last week. And you know, your core body temperature is actually it's highest between four to seven PM for most people. So you, you want to train at this time, and this is exactly why you said you might need a better, bigger warm-up in um, um, AM sessions, is because your core body temperature is so much lower when you wake up versus in the evening. I would agree with that, definitely. And there has been, like, I've, I've listened to podcasts and, and read books on this, and they do recommend, like, a hot shower in the, if you are going to train in the morning, yeah. um, just to, to change that core body temperature. Mm. Again, it's probably not going to do it as well as later in the day. Yeah. But I would always recommend sort of a quick hot shower in the morning just to raise that temperature. Well, a hot uh, shower actually I know, it, change, it yeah. changes it. Yeah. But if you go from a hot shower straight into exercise, you, you're, you're more getting likely... getting this blood flow going by this, um, you know, this temperature gradient that you're putting in your body. Yeah, through. you're more likely to maintain that body temperature, whereas if going from a hot shower to a cold bed, yeah. it's going to drop. But Well, well body temperature has implications on your training, on you know, your blood flow your flexibility, your muscle contractions, all of this is, you know, um, correlated with your, your body temperature. Um, so, you know, that's one key um, key advantage for training in the evening. So, you know, we've got a better hormonal environment, better core body temperature environment. What about the boost the metabolism in the, in the uh, it, working out in the morning helps to boost the metabolism throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. So And there's a, uh, there's a bit of a phenomenon called uh, EPOC. Yeah. Tell us about that. EPOC, it's the post-exercise oxygen consumption, so it's related to, you know, um, um, you know, excess calories being burned outside of the gym. So, you know, the afterburn effect, um, especially when it comes to burning fat. So this is one of the theories why training in the, in the morning is, you know, viewed potentially better if, if one of your goals is trying to lose weight. However, you know, they've studied this and they've really f- failed to show a really significant effect for training in the morning versus training in the evening when it comes to fat loss. Although, you know, there are these theoretical um, benefits behind it. Yeah, so I guess, and fat loss isn't everyone's goal either. So, so yeah. It might be down to the individual. Yeah, and, you know, it comes back to the goal. So, if fat loss is one goal, maybe train in the morning. If strength and muscle size is is one of your goals, then training in the evening has been shown to be superior to training in the morning in a number of studies. So, you know, in 2009... He's come with, armed with some studies. Come with a couple. He's probably made these up, so... Yeah. Well, in 2009, <laughs> it was studied, and it showed a, a slight preference for training in the evening when it comes to muscle growth. But then, you know, in 2016, a better study was done, uh, followed, you know, some athletes and, you know, adapted individuals training over 24 weeks. And after 24 weeks, 
the people that train in the evening, you know, balanced for all these other um, factors, had a 5.3% improved total muscle growth versus training in the morning. So, um, you know, all, all signs are pointing to training in the evening, superior for muscle growth. You know, if you're trying to get big, get bulk, <laughs> train in the evening. If you're trying to lose fat, maybe work on some cardio, training in the morning is probably good. I guess you can't argue with science there. So, and yeah. I would probably agree with that. Even though I am an AM trainer, I would, I would definitely agree for strength, for size, um, for prob- probably injury prevention. Um, there are many, many reasons to, to train in the PM. But like you said, if it comes down to I can only train in the morning or my adherence in the night is pretty poor, then get it in in the morning. Yeah. If you do like that feeling of mental alertness and focus throughout the day, I know a lot of people that train in the morning, they get to work and they seem to sort of power through the morning and and hold on to that sort of energy level throughout the day. I know it takes you about five hours to wake up in the morning. Darren, he has to have about 15 cups of coffee. Pretty much. I come in here, I, I run through jip rock walls. Yeah. That's because <laughs> it's halfway through your day. <laughs> you wake, you're waking up at 4 a.m., pumping out weights, listening to music, hyping up, coming to the office. Yeah. Me, I wake up, do some stretches. <laughs> Look, I, I, I would agree. I think PM, PM training is is probably my preferred time of training. Um, it just my lifestyle oh, sort of prevents nice it. Nice debate. Yeah, you I, know, I know, I know. <laughs> See what I did? I turned it back around and looked like I'm on the PM side as well. <laughs> I just wanted to give some tips if you are training in the morning. Caffeine, hot shower. I always recommend some amino acids, essential amino acids prior to training, at least sort of 20, 25, 30 minutes. Some electrolytes. If you can, um, that's if you don't have time to eat. I, I think if you're going to eat, you're going to have to wake up fairly early. So it depends on the training time. The warm-ups need to be a bit longer, lighter, work up to your heavier sets rather than just hooking straight into the heavier sets. Um, potentially, and initially, you won't be able to lift as much weight in the morning. So maybe let go a little bit of the ego initially until your body adapts. Um and like we said before, if you are training for a competitive sport where your sport, the event is actually in the morning, then I recommend start to get start to adapt to that morning training. It could definitely sort of improve your performance of your morning sport. Yeah, and I guess you know training in the evening, there are also things to watch out for. And the number one thing is not affecting your sleep. Um, I, also on the sleep episode, you know, last week I started talking about how I can have some pre-workout in the evening and sleep like a baby but you know i i think i can i think i sleep like a baby but really having pre-workout in the evening doesn't slept your sleep affect your sleep quality you know caffeine is really important if you want to get a bit of a performance boost but it shouldn't come at the um, expense of a good quality sleep so you know everybody can clear caffeine at different rates so probably not advised to have multiple scoops of pre-workout at night if you want to sleep well um the other thing is you know ensuring that you're done with your training and done with eating well before going to sleep because you know it, it is quite hard to finish the gym um have a big meal which you know everybody should ha- be having some kind of post-workout nutrition that contains protein and then falling asleep you know all of this your post-workout meal and your final workout should be at least one and a half to two hours before going to sleep uh, otherwise you're going to affect the quality of your sleep and you know some people find it harder to go to sleep because you're going to still be um you know quite active so for training the evening number one consideration don't mess with your sleep. <laughs> what about if you're like a late night trainer and you're sort of, say you're finishing up the gym at like nine, you probably, you, you might not be hungry and, and you're taking into account what you just said. Yeah, maybe just a little shake after the... Um, shake after the gym, but then you've gone, then you go eight hours 
without any nutrition to follow up that that gym workout is is that going to affect overall recovery like that's one thing i do like about the morning as well you've got a whole day's worth of sort of eating after your session Hmm. to enable you or to help assist with that recovery before your next session not necessarily remember protein timing is not as important as your total protein intake so if you're still getting um you know your total protein intake throughout the day timing specifically is less important still has an advantage if you're trying to optimize your performance but um you know getting in your total protein and um you know making sure you're not affecting your sleep by having too much of a meal um it's probably more important what do you reckon, Hal? I think Deeran won that debate. Yes. I agree. There <laughs> you go. He's pretty much won you over to his side. So. Yeah. He has. He has a. He has a knack of winning people over like that. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be training tonight. <laughs> <laughs> one. Th- well, that that's one thing you did win. Guess what you didn't win? Oh, last week's game. Last week's <laughs> game picks. We have some picks. Should and um, yeah, do you want to run over as well. last week's pick? I think we should run the run over them. Definitely. Yeah. So um, you had quite a few of the same picks. Yes. For seven games, the difference were uh, Ross took the Roosters over the Rabbitohs. Well, that, that was easy. Yep. Uh, you also took Liverpool, whereas Dieran took a draw, and uh, you took. Covington, I believe. Colby Covington over yep. Woodley. Mm. Yeah, I picked Woodley. At least I picked the Rabbitohs to win. Which is Woodley. Woodley <laughs> didn't even finish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's almost as bad as the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as as a recompense at the end of this episode, Dieran is going to be having a spoon of uh, straight powder. Dry shot of mm. the new Masashi Deluxe powder. What flavor have we got for you? Jam donut. Jam donut. Jam donut <laughs> dry scoop. So very tasty with a bit of water, but on its own, it might be a bit painful. Well, let's let's see what happens. Hopefully, okay. he spits it let's all into the microphone. We're we going we now. now? Yeah, might as well. So you know, part of this new challenge is we're going to make these predictions. The loser has to do a scoop or something. We'll start off with the tastiest powder, so I can't complain <laughs> right here. But jam donut. Um, it's going to be fun. I don't. I can't remember the last time I had a. Are we going a whole scoop, or are we going a tablespoon? I think a tablespoon's tablespoon fair for hygiene purposes. <laughs> and the, sco- the scoop on food in my mouth. This is how you have protein all the time anyway, so it's no different. I, I can't say the last time I've had a scoop of dry protein. Here we go. It's going to be all over my teeth. Actually, looks quite Get tasty. it down, down. Mm-hmm. It, that is one of That's the best tasting food. proteins. This deluxe range. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't breathe it in. <laughs> What's it taste like? Dry, Darren? <laughs> 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 All right, um, in the meantime, while we let him swallow that, we'll recap uh, this week's picks. This week's picks. So um, there are five games. We have uh, Panthers versus Roosters in the semifinals on Friday. St Kilda versus Bulldogs in the uh, in the AFL. Uh, Celtics versus Heat, game six. Uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal on Tuesday, and Adesanya versus Paul Costa. Paulo Costa happened yep. yesterday. Uh, Ross and Dieran gave me their picks uh, earlier in or earlier in last week. So uh, just to recap, uh, for uh, Roosters versus Panthers. Roosters. Yep. Dieran took Panthers. Panthers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can he I'm talk st- yet? Mm-hmm. I'm still chewing powder. <laughs> <laughs> chewing powder. Um, St Kilda versus the Western Bulldogs. I got the Bulldogs. I've got St Kilda because mm-hmm. my brother's from St Kilda. <laughs> uh, game six: Celtics versus Miami. Celtics. Miami Heat. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, and Liverpool versus Arsenal. Liverpool. I've got Liverpool at, at Anfield. That's the only one we're agreeing on so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Adesanya versus Paul Costa. Well, that already happened. We gave yes. you the tips. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, and I picked Adesanya. I wanted Costa to win. 
I did think Adesanya would win and he did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's one for Dieran. He's already one up. Let's mm-hmm. see how the rest of them go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you, uh, I could be eating some dry powder next week. Exactly. Three more games to make a difference. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we have some sports news now. Beautiful. Yeah. What do we got? I, j- I just finished eating this powder and um, it's actually Ooh. pretty good. It it's actually super tasty, but it's all stuck inside the inside of my mouth. So. <laughs> I don't know if you got, you two have jumped on our Instagram lately. Nothing but like everyone's can't believe the taste of these three mm. new deluxe powders that we've got. Yeah. Jam donut, tiramisu and chalk peanut butter. Mm. Chalk peanut butter has been everyone's favorite. That's my favorite. Really? But if you're like a coffee lover, heaps of people have been raving about the tiramisu and the, there's a few few people um, that have been eating our jam donut uh, deluxe bars that have jumped on the powder as well and they love that. So, yeah. yeah. It tastes good as a dry powder as well. <laughs> there um, you go. I would definitely recommend it as a shake. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see uh, how we go these other picks and I'll, I'll be having some kind of powder, some, some kind of scoop or something for you to have <laughs> next week. I have it all dry anyway. Unless so I have it again. No. <laughs> What do we got for sports news, Hal? Uh, first off the bat, some bad news. Australian cricket legend Dean Jones has died suddenly at the age of 59. Young man. One of the fittest and um, well-respected guys in, in Australian cricket. He was my favourite player growing up. I, I did actually play a lot of cricket growing up. And um, he was he was an aggressive batsman. That's mm. what I loved about him. He, he'd charge down the pitch. He'd, he'd, he'd leap down the pitch to anyone. Mm. Um, he was quick between the wickets, and he was one of the the best fieldsmen in the game. He 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 was, um, yeah, he was a legend. I love Dean Jones. He yeah. was a very exciting one day player, um, and sad news, but yeah, definitely. that's my tribute to Dean Jones. One of the best, one of my favourites. Definitely one of the greats. Um, you know, growing up as well, I remember um, some pretty pretty great performances by Dean Jones um, against the New Zealanders. Yes, <laughs> that, that's why I watched it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really sad news. You know, um, apparently in a hotel in India, Brett Lee was there to try and give him CPR as well. So, um, you know, sad news, but um, he's left a great legacy. So, oh, hundred percent. He's um, yeah, and and everyone always had great things to say about him. Great guy, amazing cricketer, great commentator too. Mm. Um, yeah, so he will be missed. Mm. It's been a rough year. It has. 2020 sucks. Mm-hmm. What Have you got some more uplifting news now? Or? I do at the end. Between now and then, this is semi-uplifting. A follow-up to our previous news story about Curtis Scott. Uh, the New South Wales police are to pay $100,000 uh, in costs to him for his unfair treatment. Recap. He got went out. Got a little bit intoxicated, fell asleep under a tree. Yeah, cop Pol- said he was trying to assault them, but you know, the video tells a different story that he was pretty unresponsive. Yeah, and um, we spoke about this, and I think I said the policeman, whoever the policemen were, should lose their jobs, and what he's been awarded 100k. Yep. There you go. There you go. Justice has been served. Exactly. There you go, Hal. Go out, get drunk, fall asleep under a, under a tree, and, um, <laughs> and 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 pray you get assaulted by some police. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, hey, look, justice in the end. Uh, look, he's always going to be traumatized by that event, but. Yeah. 100k it's mm. not bad do you think that's fair for being pepper sprayed and tasered would you would you cop a pepper spray and a, ta- and a taser for a hundred thousand no, probably do it for a grand yeah <laughs> oh, pepper spray and taser again <laughs> oh, sounds like a normal weekend for me yeah. <laughs> no. my, my friends and i have been pepper spraying and tasering each other all the time. <laughs> just, a, just an office prank <laughs> that's what oh, happens when you lose uh, fifa right? <laughs> <laughs> oh look we didn't end up hearing what happened with the officers or anything mm. did uh, they no, no. no. okay 
Um, and finally, Conor McGregor is to fight Manny Pacquiao in the boxing ring early next year. Big news, this one. Um, I saw it in the weekend and I thought it wasn't true, but reading a bit into it, it sounds like the real deal. Yeah, it sounds like they're, they're working on it. Who knows whether it's going to come off or not. Yeah. We know what the fight world's like. Exactly. I read something about Manny Pacquiao saying that this is going to be all for relief for the Philippines and you know all the proceeds from his end are going to go to them. Mate, he's rich enough and Connor will probably buy a new boat with his end of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not be know that Manny Pacquiao was a senator in the Philippines. Yep. That Mate, is hilarious. Is, they love him. Mm, like yeah. he's king over there. Mm. What he's done for that country and how much he gives back to that country as far as like yeah. charity and... Yeah, mate, he's a, he's a king. I hope that fight goes ahead. I know Manny's sort of getting older, but his last few fight performances has actually been really good. He's got a great aggressive style. He'll 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 box McGregor a lot differently to um, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. Um, but McGregor better get his sort of cardio on point to go full twelve rounds or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, McGregor, be interesting. Yeah, he did quite well against Mayweather, better than I thought he would have done about you know a few years ago now, but. Um, very interesting to see, and uh, I think it'll be entertaining, if not anything else. Everyone will watch it, so it'll be a big event and pretty cool. That'll be good fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any other sports news? That's it for sports news. Cool. That's it for today. We've got listener questions. We have listener questions. Uh, first of all, from uh, Grushka P, I believe. Grushka? Grushka, right. yeah. Um, any tips on how to do a pull-up? My upper body strength is not strong enough to do it properly. Yeah, so um, this question came through on Instagram, and... Um, you know, one of the tips that I always say when you're trying to get your pull-up strength um, is to start off doing negatives, you know. Often people don't have the strength to jump, uh, to do a correct pull-up, a good form. So, you know, jump up to the bar and descend slowly. Mm-hmm. That's um, the number one way to build up a body strength. You know, this eccentric contra- contraction, um, you know, jump up, go down slowly. Jump up, go down slowly. Do that until, you, you know, you're able to pull yourself up. And then, you know, once you get to a level where you can pull up, in a controlled fashion and descend in a controlled fashion. That's a great tip. Perfect tip. Um, bear in mind, this is probably one of the hardest exercises to do. Yeah. It's probably the exercise I struggle with the most. Um, and there are other ways that you can sort of help with that as well. Obviously, if you're a new trainer and you're trying to jump straight into chin-ups, you may want to start with like a lat pull-down to increase your strength in your lats and upper back. Um, but in a lot of the gyms these days, they've actually got assisted chin-up machines or assisted pull-up machines so you can actually put pin-loaded plate or pin-loaded um, weight on mm. to assist you maybe at half your body weight and then eventually as you progress you can lower the weight so it gets harder and harder mm. till you work your way up to a, just a, a normal body weight um, chin-up what yeah. i like to do as well when i started doing uh, pull-ups if i could only do three or four or five is do that and then do a drop set with the assisted chin-up machine i found that that built some strength really quickly maybe your feet were still touching the floor you're eight foot three (laughs) so it didn't count (laughs) chin ups on the sydney harbour bridge (laughs) (laughs) but um i guess uh, you know another good tip is to um program it a little bit so you know every day when you're learning push-ups a lot of people do go until failure it's probably not the best approach so you know if if it it takes 10 pull-ups for example for you to be tired um you know you'll do 10 then you won't be able to do any more for the rest of the week probably but you know if you do four and you do four three times, which is 12, probably not going to be as tired as doing 10, but you could probably do four times three, you know, a couple times in a week versus 10 at once and recover for the rest of the week. Did you get that, Hal? I did. Yeah. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> might need a spreadsheet. <laughs> Go back, so. rewind, write it down. Yeah, so there's a few tips there, but um, stick with it. It's a really good exercise. No, 
uh, one more listener question from Henry, Henry Lamshed who says, do you think LeBron could win the UFC if he trained for a year? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough. <laughs> well, uh, you I know. can't believe this is a real question. <laughs> LeBron's built different though. He's built different. <laughs> yeah, he's built different. He's built for basketball. That's how he's built different. He's not, listen, phenomenal athlete, right? Yep. And if he had dedicated himself to fighting at a young age, he would probably be good at any sport he did. But we taking LeBron James now out of training for basketball and putting him into the fight scene at 35 or whatever, however old he is, he'd get demolished. Yeah. It's, Absolutely um, demolished. Yeah, we always talk about the three things, physicality, mentality, and, you know, technical skills. Well, he's got none of the technical skills. And, you know, when it comes to fighting, that's probably the most important tool that you have. I think this came up because there was, um, I think, Colby Covington after his fight had a had a dig at um, LeBron James about that time that he had to get carried off the court with cramps. Yeah. It was in reference to Tyron Woodley, mm. um, who he just fought. But, yeah, I think he called him like a – what did he call him? Like a soy boy or something like that. He called him a bitch, but that was also for his using his influence in social issues as well. Right. Got you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that debate with Covington and LeBron James – I. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And, you know, this might actually sound bizarre to some people because Covington's, what, like five foot nine and LeBron's, you know, six foot six, um, pure muscle. Um, you know, look different. Looking at them, you know, and if, you, if these were two guys on the street, yeah, LeBron would win. But, you know, if you're talking about a trained martial artist, it's... Um, One of the best in the world. Doesn't matter if you're built different, you know. Uh, no. Skills, skills can pay the bills in, in the <laughs> UFC. We've seen it before. I mean, we've seen trained boxers come across to the UFC. Perfect example was a guy named James Tony, one of the best boxers to ever live, right? Came across to the UFC for one fight and he fought a guy named Randy Couture, who was an an older guy, roughly the same age as James Tony, but he was a wrestler. Within one second in that fight, Randy Couture shot down for a low single, Ankle pick, took him down, and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That is exactly what would happen if Colby Covington fought LeBron James. He would take him down, get on top, and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, within thirty seconds it'd be over. If LeBron, you know, did choose a different path, and obviously there's way more money in the NBA than in uh, fighting. I, <laughs> um, I think he chose the right path. <laughs> um, Don't get hit in the head and make billions, <laughs> or get punched in the face and make next to nothing. And, you know, but if LeBron did start training at a younger age, there's an the argument that, you know, he could potentially be a great fighter. And, you know, we've seen some athletes with less of a fighting background come into, you know, MMA. And, we have. And, you know, Dominic Reyes, he's a good example. Um, Francis Ngannou, you know, he's only been training for a few years and, you know, a physical freak. Yep. Made a big difference uh, in the UFC. Yeah. Oh, look, if they dedicated their life to it, they, they could definitely make a run for it. Mm. But um, at a much younger age, a lot of these guys are dead, uh, have been in martial arts since they were kids. Yeah, so it's um. I know we've got a lot of basketball fans out there, and I know this debate happened in the office the other day, and Hal was like right behind LeBron. Yeah, he's built different. <laughs> Is that their only argument? Yeah. The only way to yeah, de- much. the only way to, re- to resolve whether you know a trained martial artist can beat a six foot five. Uh, Basketball player is for us to fight hell. So it's I'm down. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Luckily, we've arranged it. So <laughs> 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 bring in, bring in the, the ref. <laughs> 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 um, oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 
Any other uh, listener questions? That's, That's it. it for listener questions. Would Sweet. you like a uh, famous athlete quote? A sure. Quote? Excellent. Let's um, do it. You can't put a limit on anything. The more you dream, the farther you get. The more you dream, the farther you get. Um, Rocky Balboa. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, a soccer player. Maybe Cristiano Ronaldo. Nope. Oh, I don't know. I are these athletes. Don't they just play the game? Why do they have to come up with quotes? <laughs> Every athlete has hundreds of quotes yeah. online. I'll give you both a hint if you want to have another game. Michael Schumacher. No, first name was correct. It's a swimmer. Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. There we go. Uh, lovely. Well, I don't know about if it was all down to dreaming. He was pretty good in the water. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, the, 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 the greatest, the greatest Olympian. Olympian ever. Yeah. Also a giant pot smoker. Yes. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did not know that. He, he got, didn't he get done? He did, but it was outside of competition, so he yeah. wasn't banned. Yeah. He didn't, nice. he didn't lose his medals, but yeah. There Good you go. Me. Interesting. Got a Masashi quote now, Darren? We have. Let me put on some soothing Masashi music. We've got a very suitable Miyamoto Masashi quote in here now. What is this what weird is this? rubbish? Japanese music. You no, know. we need oh Japanese mystical oh. music. <laughs> not not J pop. <laughs> I thought this was very suitable. Okay, hang on, <laughs> let me switch. Let's go. Wow. So, um, here we go. This is more like it. Zen music. So, the Book of Five Rings, Miyamoto Musashi's famous um, writings. He has a quote about this book related to training in the day and night. So, the quote is, The essence of this book is that you must train day and night in order to make quick decisions. In strategy, it is necessary to treat training as a part of normal life with your spirit unchanging. Yeah. It's going straight over my head again. A lot of stuff in there, you know. You must train day and night to make quick decisions and, you know, you must treat training as part of a normal life. So he's saying keep your body ready to go no matter what time of the day. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think what he was referring to was the pyramid which we just built and without even knowing it, you know. Uh, make training part of your normal life. The adherence at the bottom of the pyramid is super important. Don't skip that. You know, above that is performance when you can perform best subjectively. You know, that's up to you. Above that is, you know, same time each workout. Get this temporal um, adaptation, temporal specificity. And above that is, you know, AM versus PM. AM may be better slightly for losing fat. PM probably better for gaining muscle and, um, you know, performance. No, another another great quote from Miyamoto Masashi that and you find you seem to find one that applies to every week's topic. Yeah. He must have thousands, does he? He does. Um like I said, he talks in quotes. <laughs> but um actually timeless knowledge from the book of Five Rings always. I prefer this Japanese yeah, I don't, music. I don't You're know not cut about out this. to be a DJ. <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst DJ ever. <laughs> I think that'll do us. If anyone's got any listener questions, flick them to us via Instagram, Facebook, or straight to podcast at Um, If you leave a review on any of our streaming platforms, we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. If you want to watch our ugly heads, leave a review and we'll flick you out a T-shirt, Masashi T-shirt as featured by Darren. Yep. With one, right, yeah. one without powder all over the front. <laughs> 
Actually, this limited edition powder T-shirt is <laughs> available <laughs> for the next uh, <laughs> next review on Musashi Deluxe Protein Powder. <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> actually it. getting a whole heap of um, hats and T-shirts and Basketball jerseys, yeah. Musashi jerseys. They're getting made right now, so we'll let you guys know on social when they're available. They're pretty cool. The jerseys, pretty hot. I like. I can't wait to um, to bust out the guns in uh, in summer with the jersey on. I need a couple of those, no doubt. They only they won't come in your size, Hal. Unfortunately, no four XLs. No four. <laughs> you can you can wear a, a midriff one, a crop one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't they wear those in White Men Can't Jump? Remember yeah. those? Yeah. Works for me. That'll be you. <laughs> can you jump? I'm right. the ground, but I don't need to. I can dunk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Masashi out. Out. <laughs>